revolution has to have humor to it. The vegan chitlins are great. Fucking welcome. What was you saying, Stephen, about like having to? Yeah, I think I'm kind of, in a way, I'm shaking up the LA scene right now. I'm maybe I don't know. I'm like the villain in some way. I think I'm the hero or the villain that I think is needed to assess like this economic value that we give ourselves. But. Nigga, the main reason I became your friend is because you're supposed to make it big, and then I will ride your coattails into the fucking no, sunset. That is, How's that gonna work if you're not everybody's friend? No, the thing is, it's not about being everybody's friend. It's about building something great and putting and changing the narrative. It's changing the narrative for everybody. That's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to change the narrative for everybody. I got something. Take that turn and shit elsewhere. <laughs> The vegan chitlins are great. Fucking welcome. You gotta have a black friend that sucks. I, I heard that. Yeah, yeah. We I, <laughs> we were in the car when he came up with that. I was like, that's facts, man. That's so true. Because we were talking about how white people say they ain't racist, but all their black friends <laughs> entertain them. All their black friends got talent. It's like either they sing or they... They dribble a ball. They do, they do something in the entertainment industry. It's like you just don't know regular black people who just like are just you know you have no value. Plumbers. I mean, yeah, on a deeper like, note, yeah, black exceptionalism. Right. Like that's what gets promoted in the system. Because I was working for this nonprofit, and we were trying to support HBCU students to get into tech. And so one of the tech CEOs was like. Yeah, if you're giving me HBCU students, I'm really excited about this. But they gotta be the best, man. They gotta be. They gotta be amazing. They gotta be exceptional. And then the the head of the of the thing was like, "Why they gotta be exceptional? Do you have that rule for the white people that come through here?" <laughs> like, do you? Right. Why they do you get want? Oh, well, I yeah, want you exactly. to be the best of the white race. Like, you don't put that on their fucking shoulders. No, you say I want you to be good enough. <laughs> you went to the process. I know y'all saw all those people with J's out there trying not to crease them. I mean, it don't matter when Justice wake up. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here. I'm fresh. <laughs> to death. <laughs> They see me. They see me shining for George Floyd. Exactly. They see me shining for George Floyd. You see me. I picked up a whole new fit. <laughs> yep. And then all the people who uh, were home complaining. I sent money to bail funds. That's how I spent my time. Because I was like, I don't know if I'm in the streets kind of girl. But what I will do is get you some bail, though. I'm absolutely yeah. that. That is my contribution to the movement. I respect it. I had to go out and see. I'm, I'm not like a protest person. I don't like to yell or clap or stand up and holler anything. Hey, I was always embarrassed when we were doing like chants and stuff. It's just weird for me to do. Like even the sports games, I don't like to do any kind of chants in that. But I went because in San Francisco, there's so many white people that you know are going to go to the protest and then they're going to talk to me. And they're not even going to ask if I went. They're just going to like go in assumptive like, oh, which protest did you go? Or, like, what did you think of the protest? And I was like... I really don't want to be the nigga that's like, oh, I didn't, I didn't go. So I got peer pressure. Ryan, did you only fight for racial justice for black people because of what white people would say? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, well, wow. If you want to, if you want to oversimplify the shit, then yes. Wow. But, 
But God, that you better let me finish. <laughs> let me finish. It was specifically that I knew the outcome of that conversation would be, oh, if I'm a white person, I guess I'm doing too much because this black person's not even out there. Or Oh, so you were trying to inspire the whites to undo white supremacy. You know, I don't like any way that you characterize it, whatever. I'm <laughs> Here's the thing. I felt like there were two outcomes, right? If I if I had to go and a white person talk to me about it. All right. Outcome number one is they would they would get a false sense of uh woke superiority. Or outcome number two is they're like, oh, I can take my foot off the gas because if the black guy didn't go, then I don't have to go. Because I'm with you. If I'm going to contribute to a cause, usually I like to donate my time or my money, yeah. but like just protesting just ain't my speed. But I was like, all right, I got to go. Okay. Yeah, I feel you. Protesting is not my speed either. I got I got a lot of that in like between 2013, before the BLM shit really popped off. And... Um, I got to see kind of like how these dynamics and the symbolism and the chanting and all that. I never vibe with that. I was never one to be like, man, why are we repeating the same? Like, there's plenty of shit that we can say and do and like make this shit really. That's what it is for me. It's not even the protesting. I'm cool with protesting because there's so many different ways to protest. It's specifically chanting. I don't like to chant. Chanting is weird to me in any context. It is weird. Like you could be at a concert, you could be a sporting event, you could be a pro. I just don't like to chant. It's just weird robotic, like, uh, and sometimes the chant don't even really be matching the line what you be thinking, like, it's your ideology. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, hold on, that's not, I ain't even really here for all that. Look, check it. I I went last year, it was my first time going to a protest, right? It was my first time, and I was in the Bay Area, right? So I went to San Francisco, I showed up, the host was high as hell, and there were no black people there. Because all the black people were in Oakland. (laughs) Right? Because here's the thing about Bay Area protests. There is a San Francisco protest, there is an Oakland protest, they're totally different things. The Oakland protest is the one that goes, say his name, George Floyd. That base, that blackness. The San Francisco protest is the one that goes, hey, hey, ho, ho. Racism has got to go. Hey, hey, ho, ho. I was like, the damn seven drawers came through and gentrified my protest. But the host was getting it, right? Like, he was high as hell, but he was like, we got three demands, no less. Demand number one, acknowledge Black Lives Matter. Demand number two, get rid of racist cops. And demand number three, Legalize all drugs. <laughs> I was like, if you organize the protest, you just get to pick the third thing. Is that how this just two black things and then whatever it is you want? <laughs> Be at a protest like acknowledge Black Lives Matter, get rid of racist cops, and free all titties. <laughs> Even chanting to themselves, they have to be flushed out. Like these are, these are layer problems that we're dealing with. So to have you know a thousand people in the street, aligned behind, like it's too. I don't know. It's just too abstract. Like that's the kind of the problem with the BLM shit because now we have this phrase that is associated with this organization that you know is questionably funded and have done things in a weird questionable manner and now people are able to slander in a weird white condescending way 
anytime something has to do with black people, they bring up Black Lives Matter and it and it's just it's too it's weird. It's too conflating. The issues are But I'm saying white people have always done that, right? Of course, of course. When the, when the they'll co-op some feeding, kid, they'll fuck it up and they'll use it for their minute. Go ahead. Exactly. When the when the Panthers were feeding people, there was all these questions about that stuff. Now the Panthers were problematic as fuck too. But, you know, I, I feel for me it's like, okay, I got friends that are organizers. They are much better at that stuff than I am. So I'm gonna get in where I fit in because it takes all kinds to make a movement and even more to make a world, right? So if protesting and and everything and also i had um my mom was home it was during the pandemic and i was like bruh she's older i don't she's immunocompromised i don't know i don't want to go pick something up and then like bring it back to her and everything so i was like all right i'm gonna get in where i fit in so i think that's the part that's important is like just because this medium doesn't work for you you still got to find what does. So I know I was definitely mm-hmm. volunteering time and money. That's fair. And having breakdowns at work. Those were the two. <laughs> <laughs> the corporate breakdown. Yeah. Right. Actually, here's the thing, though. I, I do feel like this is the other reason I forgot that I actually went to the protest is all the things we've been talking about, how chanting and everything like that ain't really like our speed. That was the other reason I did go is I was like, all right. I feel like I can do something outside of my comfort zone. I don't think with everything going on, I get. Yeah. I have a lot of the flock. Yeah, he no, that felt like old Southern hip hop. That was walk yeah. of flock. Nigga, do you have ringtones in 2022? No, no, man. I'm I'm out here supporting black businesses. I was posting, making a post of my friend's photography, Arthur Hamilton. So you have ringtones. Got it. <laughs> um, shout out to Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Okay. So, Stephen, I mean, uh, Ryan, sorry. No, Waka Flocka have distracted any kind of productive train of thought that I was fostering. So, like, I, what are you going to do? After you, after you hear and recognize Waka Flocka, you think you're going to go back to talking about protesting and how we make the world a better place but that's the thing in the revolution i think it was gil scott heron that said it It was like in the revolution there has to be dancing right so everybody's revolution gonna sound a little different there definitely gotta be laughing for sure gotta laugh through it and actually bell hook said that she was like the revolution has to have humor to it and so yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I remember what I was saying. Because you, you was talking about uh, you donated this mother stuff and then cried at work. That, that cry at work shit, honestly, highly effective way. Doesn't have a big blast radius, but I, what I realized is that a black man's tears are very powerful. Because y'all are supposed to be cold, callous, dead inside. We supposed to be dead inside? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You didn't get the memo? Nah. Maybe that's that's what this whole American experiment has been engineered to do to you, stupid. Did you escape it? Dummy. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, no. I'm not I'm not dead inside. Life life is too much fun for me to want to be dead inside. Yeah, that was a whole that was the whole point, bro. You're supposed to be dead inside. You're supposed to be just an archetype of a wallet and a gun protector and provider without thoughts or feelings outside of those things. Content to watch sports ball on a Saturday. That was kind of the whole point. Did you miss the memo at the white supremacy meeting, nigga? Like, that was... 
Look, Grace, I got 184 unread texts and about 3,000 unread emails. So I probably did miss the memo. So <laughs> you probably got all types of shit in there. You got show offers and checks and shit and people waiting to do TV shit. Wow. You like the T pain of this. Well, thank you. I'm happy with the T pain of anything. <laughs> Yeah, he actually, uh, he he didn't know that Instagram had that, like, hidden folder for people who don't follow you messaging you, or people <laughs> you don't follow, rather, and he just had years worth of offers to work together, and he was like, oh my god, Jamie Foxx, Jamie Foxx was like, dude, we should work on music together. <laughs> And he was like, oh, my God. And he was just scrolling through and just going, oh, my God. <laughs> so it's, it was it was bunch. Man, I absolutely love T-Pain. He really did. He, he's a he's a soldier in the army of the, of the Lord because he did so much for middle school us to dance and put butts on each other. I don't have anything to add to that, what she said. <laughs> He did so much to put to put us up on the uh, you know it's a lot for baby making. He did a lot for that. He did a lot for baby making. One could say he's helped further the human race. You know. Yeah, Usher um, wouldn't say that. Usher thought he ruined R and B, and he said it to his face. He said it to T Pain's face. I did y'all hear that story? Not that Jay Z also had those moments. <laughs> Auto tune is dead, and then niggas was like, "All right, old guy." <laughs> Yeah, Jay Z's raps at that point were not hot enough to kill off Auto Tune. Like there was a time where maybe he could have pulled that off, but you know what's funny? I just started. I just went to that record like three days ago and played it like Auto Tune is dead or Death of Auto Tune. Yeah, Death of Auto Tune. La 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 la. (laughs) Hey hey hey. I feel like that's how I feel about corny comedy. (laughs) 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 I get deaf to these. Deaf to these influencers, deaf to these corny ass comedy out of here. I'll like, be playing that shit. I'll be in my zone. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what that is. What's 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 safe slave play? Um, pretty much what the name says. It's a it's a Broadway show. Um, depicting a couple, interracial couple that's working through their couple issues via slavery uh play is it is this y'all don't be knowing is this a y'all don't be knowing segment i guess i really thought it had trickled down to the non-internet niggas um yeah do you know about slave play steven okay um not no i can assume is it you mean like in a sexual way oh yeah but there's a there's a broadway play play about about that uses it Oh no, I have I have not heard of a sl- a slave play. So that's that's Jeremy O. Harris. He created this play where the main characters are working. Like Catch Freeman? Huh? No, no, not not like on the boondock? Like Mm-mm, We wish I wish it was satirical. <laughs> the guy who was like, I wrote a script. He was like, nigga, you ain't even supposed to read. How you know how to write a script? <laughs> I wish, I wish, I wish so badly that it was satirical. You talking about not... the story of Catcher Freeman, dog? <laughs> <laughs> it was like, 
He's like, Catcher Freeman coming out here, and he's going to cut the master head clean off. He's going to ride out. We're going to ride out with Catcher Freeman in his brigade. <laughs> he was like, nigga, y'all sound stupid. I'm going to get off the plantation with this. It's a script. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, nigga, you ain't even supposed to know how to read, nigga. Master's going to kill you. Oh. <laughs> you know what's funny? <laughs> huh. That's literally what I'm trying to do with my script. <laughs> Let me tell you the real story of the, of the hero catcher free. <laughs> Yo, you know the dude that voice Uncle Ruckus is like that squarey ass black dude that was smart brother in uh, Undercover Brother? Yeah, yeah, that shit is so wild. Oh god! All right, what, what's what's slave play, Grace? I don't really want to look it up. That literally, I'm, I promise you, there the well is not deeper. <laughs> this is it. Mm. There is nothing more here. What, do, do you know anything about the the critical feedback? Um, I am with the black people who believe that if you watch it, your ancestors will haunt you. <laughs> I'm fully in that camp. I am not with the black people who are like, well, it made me uncomfortable, but I, I gotta, I gotta think about this uncomfortability and blah, 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 blah. I don't know that some work has to see the light of day, you know, you know, but mm-hmm. I'm not all the way for book burnings, but like, maybe, maybe, maybe we explore other things, you know? Earlier this week, I did a, a spot and afterwards like I, I had a bit, it was on like some low key woke black shit, but uh, I was hosting the show. And so I had to bail on the bit because the audience wasn't really laughing at it. And, you know, you got to make folks laugh if you're the host so you can get them warmed up. So I was like, all right, let me just talk about fart jokes or whatever. But afterwards, this white lady came up to me and she was like, oh, I really like the black shit that you were talking about. I want to hear the end of the joke. So I kind of told her the overarching theme of the joke and how it goes. And then we got in a conversation about white and black stuff. And she eventually asked me the classic, oh, what can I do as as a white person type stuff? And Oh. Yeah. And like that reminds me. Ryan, I think you need to grow your beard out a little bit more. Or we need to get you a kufi so you look more Nation of Islam. Because, <laughs> yep, mm-mm, you're too friendly. I suffer from this, so I understand, you know? <laughs> Yeah, it's, that, it's the Will Smith syndrome. But I was like, ah, oh, what do I want to do with this? But to me, it's less about, you know, what can you do as a white person and white black? It's like, look, I, I find it offensive, not even offensive, so ill thought out that you would ask me that because you're essentially asking me, a normal ass person who's a stand up comedian, hey, Ryan, how do you move the masses? How do you get a country that for 400 years has been incredibly racist to your people and other people as well to change their mind about that racism? Can you do that? It's like, what the, what the fuck am I going to tell you? You think I have the solution to how to get everyone to get along? I think it's such a ridiculous question from that regard. It's like, I'm not the person that, that moves entire populations well, to change. What I'm trying to say, everybody, is white people interview other black people. Okay, leave the ones with glasses alone. <laughs> I think that's it. I think if I get contacts, I might be a bit more menacing. I think if I get contacts, I'll be too pretty. Ooh, this that's, that's right. I'm talking myself up. 
discuss discuss no i think the only reason i say that is because when i don't have my glasses on i look blurry and when you look blurry you look better <laughs> i think wait how you look blurry if you ain't got your glasses on i'm saying it, like, the, only time I, the only time i see myself is when i look in the mirror oh okay you heard about the girl okay uh did y'all hear about the girl who's been bottling and selling her farts yes like oh, a tv like star a right. she just stopped didn't she sure. now her i don't know that i would have popularized it let me be very honest with you where i fart seller i don't think that anybody would have known Least of all the fucking IRS, because there's no way that she has a fucking Shopify for this. Like, this is not through an Etsy store. I hope not. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe it is. I don't know, white people. I don't know what they get into. I don't know their life. So maybe she has a Shopify for the farts. I don't know. What I do know is nobody would know if that was me. Yeah. But I mean, think about it if you if you a person who would even think to sell farts then you a person where you get any modicum of success everybody has to know yeah there's no way you can sell your farts if your face is not attached to them grace people want grace farts they just don't want any loose loose farts out here in the street that can please loose farts they won't you're going to hell for the comment loose farts alone I can't even laugh at it because it's so devilish what you just did. You're going straight to fucking hell for loose farts. They don't want any loose farts any out. Miscellaneous farts. Just miscellaneous farts. You're just you're just d- digging deeper. Fourth circle, fifth circle. Where did they come from? No, they need a face to attach to the farts, man. That's what makes them buy them. personalized. I want her to put her her back into it. I understand it's a very crazy thing when it comes to packaging and supply management, but, you know, do you wrap it? Do you put it in a gift bag? Do you put the little tissue paper? Is that too on the nose? It's very many questions. And I'm also curious, like, do she be flavoring them shits? You know what I'm saying? Like, all right. Okay, you're going to hell, too. You're going to hell. She she did um, show a, give us a, a little glimpse, if you will, into her process um, and how she gets. It's very method. It's very method. Um, and yeah, she will, uh, you know, get hopped up on beans, for instance, when she knows she has a big scene day. Wait, is this hypothetical or did you really look into this? I read the article. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. She, because I'm, I'm sorry. There's not going to be deranged shit out there, and I'm not going to know about it. Okay, I pride myself on keeping an encyclopedic, you know, memory of deranged shit. And so, this young person, when she knows it's a big day, she's gonna, she's gonna get ready, and uh, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah. So she's big on beans, and there was just video. I think she's also on TikTok too, so you can like watch her process. She'll just. Between her and the girl who uh, reviews vibrators for a living, I really don't know who has come up harder in life. Like, that's her job. I mean, oh, that's... Mm. Nah, I think it's the fart chick. Farting is, like, yeah, it's definitely the fart chick. All you gotta do is fart and thing, and, like, you're making more money than niggas with an MBA from Harvard? What? Wait, how much did she eventually make? That part I didn't focus on. It was her method that was oh, very I thought, important. I thought the money was, like... In the six figures, easy. Let me see. 
girl sells. Oh, look, there it is. Farts in a jar. Google knows. Decided to stop selling them despite making $1,000 per jar. I'm sorry, what? $1,000 per jar. That's what this says on Gizmodo. It says reality star sells her farts in jars, pivots to selling NFTs. Oh, my God. Yo, I... I'm sorry, what? Honestly, like right now, the way I feel, like if someone just busted my room and shot me in the head and that was it, I'd be fine with it. Like, I don't know if I need to see any more of this world. A thousand dollars per what? Per fart jar. Yeah. thousand dollars. And she sold how many? No, I don't know. I didn't. I'm only on the headlines. I don't think I want to click into these. Yeah, no, you got to do it for science. Woman makes $45,000 weekly by selling her farts in jars. Father God, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Where did I go wrong, Lord? Bless me with the power of dynamic thinking, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Why, Lord? Why? Why? I'm not shaming the girl, but you're going to have to bless me with the power to see a way where there is no way. All right, y'all, we're almost at time. Anything to say to the people before we get out of here? <laughs> I, no matter what the fuck is going on in my life, please, please believe I will be bringing up the fact that I am a what? Black woman in America. You got them right. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm taking that same. Yep. Yep. I'm taking that same principle and applying it. That's my code. Everywhere I go. It applies. I'm black first. And I'm a black man. I'm really, I'm a black ma- male in America. They don't even allow Come on, intersectionality. Come on, man. They don't even allow people. How you gonna have yeah. Come on, man. How the white supremacists is gonna allow black men to exist? Yeah. We capture people. We capture people. You don't have you can't have capture people and allow them to be themselves and be full. Okay, we're never going to get advertising. Express, express full. I know. Let me stop. Express. We never get advertising. If you continue to talk, all our advertising is gonna be cocoa pro- cocoa butter products and Black beauty. I'm just telling you, it's done. I'm not looking for nobody's validation or respect. This shit was unique. It's like catching light, lightning in the bottle. Man, fuck catching lightning in a bottle. I'm trying to catch farts in a bottle and retire. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and Bottom that, line. Well, you know catch what? farts in a bottle. That's the name of the podcast. That's the name <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> this is great, man. The vegan chitlin circuit. Fucking welcome. Like the revolution has to have humor to it, humor to it. Like catching light lightning in the bottle. The vegan chitlin circuit. Fucking welcome.